Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Thank you for meeting us in this train station. Welcome back to Read and Weep Season 4. And we're just three guys in tuxedos with perfect opinions about movies, <laughs> TV, and culture. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, just a disembodied voice recording from North Koreatown, Los Angeles. Uh, joining me today, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. In Southeast Portland, he knows debut. It's Anthony Lopez. Oi, so good to be here, y'all. That's right. It's me, Anthony. I've actually been British this whole time. That's right. I am my greatest character, the American guy. So many British people, including, yeah. I believe, the impression you're doing of the most British man who's ever lived. Dang, hey, my, my parents had sex. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, that was also uh, a good moment where but, he thanked his parents for having sex and his mom went, wait, what did he say? Yeah, uh, that was good. Um, the look yeah, of disbelief I, was so funny. Like, it was yeah. the best moment. I am indeed a character actor, a mm-hmm. British character actor who has been playing this character, and now I'm going back into character Good. for the rest of my life. I will and say, my see. my dad texted me a brilliant idea from watching all these British people win Oscars. He was like, you should do just a mediocre British accent whenever you get an audition, when you come in and introduce yourself, and then as soon as you start reading the part, go back to your normal voice, and they will think that that's your hilarious. American accent is brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's so funny. I don't know. Solid. I, Alex, I think they'd be like, this guy's a little, you know, hamming it up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, his Ooh. voice is bad, right? Who no one would listen to this. Like this, no one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also joining me today, he's at Hunbun on Letterboxd from the woods of Arkansas. I will be accepting this introduction on behalf of Hunter Donaldson. Here is a photo hey. of Hunter Donaldson. He couldn't be here today. He's very old and did not think he would be introduced. Yeah, I'm Anthony Hopkins. I won. I won. Yay. This is my acceptance speech. Yay. That's it. I didn't actually watch his acceptance video the next day, but um, man, baller move not showing up to winning your Oscar. That well, is I mean, come on. Totally get why he did show yeah, up. No, I 100%. love it. It's so good. Yeah, I I believe the one of the only people who, or the literally the only people in the world who thought Anthony Hopkins could win were the people who voted for him, yeah. and probably well, not I, all I of wish them. His speech had been a little more like, "Why'd you give this to me? Like, <laughs> why did you?" Yeah, or either that, or you go the other way, like I just did with him being like completely unapologetic about it, and just like, "Yay, I'm the winner! I win! I'm number one!" I love acting. I'm so good at acting. <laughs> like, uh, seriously, imagine being Anthony Hopkins, like. Of being like, okay, I'm not going to go to Los Angeles, and they're not going to let me zoom in, so I have to get dressed, go to a theater, okay, sit on the rooftop of a theater or something. A lot of their like their people in Paris and people in Australia were just like yeah. on top of a building. But imagine Anthony eighty being eighty three years old and thinking, yeah. I'm not going to get dressed to go sit in front of a camera for six hours to lose <laughs> an award. Right? right? No, that's, that's a fair. very fair point. And, he, and no you way. can tell. You, you watch the thing and you can tell he didn't think he should. I mean, not yeah. that he thought he did a bad job, but that like he didn't think he was the one to get it this year for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah. And like, first off, he's not alone in thinking yeah, that. No, I will say right. Anthony yes. Hopkins actually entered our Oscar pool and didn't select himself. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like that, that whole thing, man, this show. Yeah. Yeah, this we're gonna get to that. Show. We're gonna get back to we're gonna get back uh-uh. to Hopkins. Um, we have um, a couple of topics today that are all Oscar related. We're gonna t- um, we're gonna keep 
we're really going all in on the least popular Oscars in history. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the best choices <laughs> that we've nobody made. cared about or watched. No one yeah. cared about it at all. Uh, 50% drop in viewership from last week, last year. And we were like, this is the year this we go wall to wall coverage. <laughs> well, I really uh, love, especially because I went on like a fairly, um, fairly long speech last week about how like the drop is not that bad every year it is not exponential <laughs> it is not going to end up with just the three of us watching the oscars and after this week i was like maybe it will be just the three i of believe us that watching between the, oscars. the three of us and the people who entered our oscars pool we were almost all of the oscar audience it was the lowest ever uh watched and rated 50% drop from last year, although ABC would love you to know that it did beat the Grammys and the Golden Globes and everything yeah, else okay. on TV so far this year. Sure, um, that's, yeah, yeah. fine. I, I hope, our, did our numbers drop? I think our numbers should drop too, right? Yeah, like, precipitously. Um, yeah. Actually, I haven't checked, but I assume, <laughs> you know, I, I will say uh, it's not healthy to look at the podcast numbers, I've decided. It's not good right. for my well-being, but I would assume, oh. Yeah, April's yeah. not a good month for us. Oh, you looked you looked at it. Oh, I just pulled it up because you asked. I shouldn't have looked. You definitely um, shouldn't do it while while you're podcasting. Yeah. You know? wow. yeah I, I, I have the same policy for my pod, my other podcast, uh, Space Cats Peace Turtles. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's more about like, I don't want to look at them and get a big head, you know? Yes. Yeah, of how sure. much regression it all the time. You know what? Actually, the main problem is that this uh, graph is super misleading. It's actually not bad at all because the month's not over. So it really yeah. isn't as bad. But so, okay. So, the, the brief digression. There's this thing you can do when you're using a, um, when you're graphing numbers to lie about it. And that is you don't have the numbers start at zero. So if the numbers are like a million to a million three, if you mm -hmm. do that on a graph that's from zero to a million five, it'll look very close. But if you do the graph where the low number is a million and the high number is a million three, it'll look like the first number was zero and the second number was 100%, right? So right. this number is that same snapshot where it's way zoomed in. So it looks like from March to April, we have lost 95% of our listenership. Oh my God. But it's really just that there's three days left and this is only, it's actually going to be basically the same number, but they're next to each other and it's zoomed for too far in. Anyway, there you go. I learned there that. You go. A little bit know. of, you know, like uh, tips for fraud out there. Alex is always, yeah. one of those. always here for that. Um, Chart fraud, graph fraud, maybe. But, so, <laughs> so I, I need you guys' help with yes. this. I've been thinking yeah, about yeah. this since Sunday. I, we need a new word. Maybe a word already exists for this, but like, so I don't think this Oscars was a train wreck, right? Because a train wreck implies like a fiery crash, right? And like a disaster and a mess and people injured. This Agreed. show was more of like a train that got up to speed and then suffered a massive power failure and mm -hmm. still got to where it wanted to go but oh, yeah. just slowly just slid there. Yeah, slowly just, slid into just, the I don't know is there a word for this that I'm not um, thinking of is I there... think there could be what's the um uh what was that what was the name of the boat that blocked the Suez Canal Oh, oh I don't remember the name the Evergreen the, Yeah yeah what there was yeah. a um the Evergreen anyway there was a name for that ship and I yeah. think that would be perfect Evergiven Ever I think this the, the Oscars were Evergiven this year they were ah. just they were just clogged up and yeah. didn't stopped all traffic. We didn't know it exploded. It wasn't a train wreck. It was just a boat turned sideways in a stiff breeze. Honestly, yeah. a train wreck would have helped because yeah. yeah, 
I think it's like, it's that type of bad where it's like, it's bad, but it's not going to be on like, you know, when I make my clickbait article, like top 10 worst Oscars, like it's not going to make the top 10. No, I think that's true. I I mean, frankly, I think the La La Land train wreck was one of the best things that's happened to the Oscars because you feel like anything could happen. Yeah, Yeah, like that, that was like a genuine train wreck, right? And it's like train wrecks are at least interesting. The firework shows in a way. This was just such... A, a nothing slow like cruise that it just left you feeling with like like COVID happened and everyone in Hollywood forgot how entertaining shows is supposed to work. Right. It, it was mm-hmm. just it's just kind of wild. And you know, speaking of the Susie Susie Canal thing, it is like yeah, maybe some Canal, of the yeah. c- conspiracy theorists were right and that did like hold up shipments of adrenochrome to Hollywood because everyone was looking real old and low energy, (laughs) especially Harrison Ford looks like he has not had a hit of adrenochrome in like six weeks and just looked like a a slowly stumbling corpse. Uh, I will say um, that's an interesting point and definitely the most important one for us to talk about. Very important. We need to talk about this overall and then get our so so we need our our key moments, uh, our overall mm-hmm. key moments, and then we're going to talk later about our uh, competition results. Yeah. yeah. So um, we've covered the nobody watched it. Um, there are, but I think the main thing we have to talk about here is the end. We have to talk about this ending in literal, just case, because our audience, we have to assume, did not watch this either. So let's set up the ending um, that we joked about already and tell people what happened. So this was not a train wreck. It was a boat turned sideways, but also it had the feeling of like a caper, which I enjoy in hindsight. <laughs> so it, at the end of the Oscars, what is the last award? Everybody knows best picture. Um, right. there's, and then there's the two prestige acting Oscars that usually lead up to it. So they start announcing best picture without doing the best actor and best yeah. actress. And it's weird. And yes. everybody's like, what? Did they mess up? Did I blink? Did I have a stroke? Did I miss two awards? What's happening? And they just announce it with very little fanfare. And it's good. People are generally happy with the result. Obviously, a lot of us picked this correctly. It's fine. Uh, and then they do Best Actress, and that's also fine. Fran gives a trad- typically weird speech. Um, she talks mostly about how she misses karaoke. And then... Well, I mean, she had just shot her load with like the best picture speech and then got up there and was like, well, I, Oh, is a sword. I don't know. I you, just said why, well, well, So this is one of the classic Grammy problems. Like it was like a couple years ago, the Grammys where Billie Eilish won best song, best album, best single, but like, there's just so many in a row that she just like by the fourth one, she was like, I have no speech. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, that's why, but normally you, Franz McDorton wouldn't give the speech for best picture. No, I mean, she would because she was the producer on the movie. So, right. okay, producer, well, so sorry. Except, Usually yes. the producer is not also the best actor. Yeah, but yeah. Also, so that was just a weird you Actually, that happens. Actor. Now that I think about it, though, yeah. that does happen plenty, though, because you yeah. have an actor that's like, I want this movie to be made. I'm going to be a producer on it. Sure. Well, yeah. And fair. also, you have the thing is like, you have the best actor moment, and then the big picture thing is like a celebration for everybody. But this, yes. I, okay, so we haven't actually gotten to like the yeah, yeah. end end yet, but. Okay, so I, here's, the, here's the caper. So so the best picture gets announced, it's fine. Uh, best actress goes to Frances McDormand, she gives another weird speech, it's fine. And then the jokester comes out <laughs> to announce the winner of best actor. And so Truly everyone for a second. the greatest joker prank ever. 
I mean, this is what happens <laughs> when we give yeah, yeah, yeah. When we the give jokester's two, last laugh. When we give the uh, uh, two Oscars for playing the Joker, the whole show gets Jokerified. These it's, are the rules. I don't make them. All right, it's totally fair. And, I mean, it was. I mean. It was it was such a bizarre moment because it was like everyone had to remember that the jokester got best actor last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he goes, all right. So and, and also everyone is spec- on Twitter, at least when you're hanging out, it seems like everyone assumes the reason they switched them around is because Chadwick Boseman is going to win best actor and everyone's going to cry. And we don't right. want that to be eclipsed by best picture where Francis McDormand talks about. Uh, karaoke. So wait, is that real? Wait, wait, does that logic even make sense though? Like, I don't know. No. But this is the you only really theory people have on... for why this happened. This is the, the theory that people were but at yeah, the time. No, I saw this, a lot of. This that's is a ab- weird theory though. Like you're, absolutely... you're going to plan your your award ceremony to where? Well, let's go out with everyone crying. Like I think it's okay to cry in the middle of an award ceremony, and then we kind of pick it back up with best picture at the well, end, and then we go home and we feel yeah, a little better. No. You know. So that's this fair. absolutely was. The reason behind it. I 100% believe it. I think it is just, it goes into, I mean, I have like a long laundry list of just crazy decisions that they made at this year's Oscars. I do want to hear all of them after we finish explaining what actually happened. Yeah, so what happened, what I think happened was, you know, especially when you look at like something like the the Heath Ledger uh, posthumous uh, Oscar he got. Like a lot of times when these things sort of happen, it's kind of in the middle of the show and, you know, the speeches usually get rushed and they feel like they don't give them time. So I do think the idea was to have the Chadwick Boseman thing at the end. But I feel like it also was one completely misjudged, obviously. It's like they never even considered what if somebody who's not here. Well, I will. Here's my counter theory to that is that actually this is what has to happen if the award doesn't go to Chadwick as well. That if you do, if it's not Chadwick, you don't want to have anyone go after that because everyone will just be talking about what just happened to Chadwick Boseman and no one will be paying attention to Francis McDormand talking about karaoke. So I actually think it works perfectly both ways where they're like, this is either going to be a really big heartfelt moment that's the climax of the show or everyone's going to be pissed and either way, it needs to be last. That's well, my the thing theory. Is, no one was even pissed because it just ended. After, the fact that like they didn't have <laughs> so, a... Yeah, so yes. here's what happened. So everyone's assuming Chadwick Boseman is going to be last. Uh, it gets to that. The jokester comes out, and he's like, the winner is Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins, who couldn't be here. Good night. The thing is over. It was so fast, it felt like a crime, like a caper. It felt like a crime yeah. had just happened, yeah. and they were yeah. like, hey, you know what? we never actually got permission to have the Oscars in this train station. And we just saw the cops run. They just go, (laughs) it's Anthony Hopkins run. And then people just (laughs) gone and it's over. And everyone is so, it's so confusing. It's the most bizarre feeling I've had watching a live event where I am genuinely confused where they change things. It doesn't make sense. The thing I was expecting to happen didn't, but also the show just, ended without ceremony at all and it's a show that is a ceremony it it is so weird i i texted you guys in the group thread that it felt like uh like a terrorist had taken over the control room in like the last half hour and they were trying to communicate to the viewers that something was wrong yes without letting the terrorists know we watch they were watch francis mcdormand's speech and we watch her eye blinks yeah, it's gonna give away what's actually happening. Yeah how how are we gonna let them know? Pit best picture early. That will yeah. teach them. Um, well, and and as we discussed, the moment that it all turned, we, we know when the terrorists showed up, 
It's when My Octopus Teacher won Best Documentary, yeah. the worst decision in ninety three years of Oscars. I I, yeah. I think hilarious. Like, this whole show, like, so we're gonna the, come back to that. The last <laughs> bit, I I just think it is so insane. It was so poorly thought out, and I think that what like really annoyed me about it was all throughout the show. I thought the show started out pretty strong, very Steven Soderbergh s, who was the producer of this year's Oscars, very stylish. The train station set looked like a Fallout set piece, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah, um, it was beautiful. And and I loved that it was like, there's only like 42 people in the train station, but then there's an other group of Oscar people who are just sitting outside on the patio drinking. Well, and they kept switching out. They were like rotating people in for were the different they? categories. Oh, I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah, so like they were constantly, as the different Crazy. categories would come up, they would Print everyone from those categories in. Oh, that makes so much sense, but that's crazy. Uh, Yeah, and but I feel like so of all the major changes they made, uh, one of them annoys me more than this. But the way they moved around the categories, I think, was really insane. So they didn't. They moved around a lot of categories. So the way the Oscars normally work, right, is you have your your big five. You have your best director. Your uh, your Big four, right? Best director, two main actors, and then your best picture. That's best the way picture, it yeah. always goes. Right. But this Yeah, they year, did best director. Like, that was just like a whatever yeah, one. Yeah, and I thought it was that... Like, it was like up at the top, right? Yes. So I thought it was one. It. I don't think they meant it to be racist, but it is kind of weird that it was like for 92 years, best director was at the end of the show. They give oh, it to one Korean guy. And then next year, then, it's yeah. in the middle, oh the beginning God. of the show. It's You're such right. a what weird are the choice. Fucking I will, optics on that. Yeah, like, the like, optics what? on that are bad. I will say the feeling that I got was: look, we know the show drags, so we're going to give you something that you care about early, just to keep you interested. Yeah, the one thing that had like you know a real minority. I know. Uh, I, I understand. Mark. I agree with um, you. I agree. It's bad optics, but I do think the idea was probably this is a cool thing and a big deal. If we give it early. There'll be some buzz, and it'll keep you going through the really weird humanitarian awards. Yeah, and I thought I just think it was a really, really poor optics. Very yeah, bad. I oopsie. think it it undercut uh, her winning. You know, for all the sort of um, bench, you know, not benchmarks, but sort of like uh, barriers she was breaking by winning it, being you know a, a Chinese descent female filmmaker. This is not something you see a lot, and they it felt like it really cut that out. But also, I felt like then at the end. Pitting best picture the two actors at the in that order, I think it undercut No Man Land winning. Mm-hmm. I think it hurt Francis McDormand winning the the only the third person in the history of the Academy Awards to win three Oscars for lead performances. Right, it's only her, Daniel Day Lewis, and um, who not Andre Hepburn but Catherine Hepburn. The only three people to ever do that. Right, no, that that's crazy. And yeah, that is crazy. It is like again these things that like feel like they should they have a natural sort of build up in the way they go yeah, and like yeah best picture the, has to be the end that feels, yes. nothing could feel more normal than the that's the that's the one yeah, the one that people care we didn't we didn't go watch all of the best hair and makeup nominated movies yeah. we watched the best picture nominees is that okay the, I gotta the ask point it, of the show I, I have to ask a question now and this is the, um, on behalf of me and maybe just some of the listeners is it like is there some sort of like weird like ritual thing that they do where they can't actually look at who won at all like no one has seen the so results there is with their own eyes about whether or not the producers know the 
results. Okay, so at the end of every Oscars, there's a big spiel about who the, the accounting house, and they're the only ones allowed to know. And I think the one thing about this Oscars uh, is it absolutely pits the bed, the legend, that they know who wins beforehand. Because yes. if they had known, there's no way in hell that would have been the end <laughs> they of the would show. Have done that. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it's exactly. possible. I do think that if anything this year kind of pits forth maybe the idea, maybe just have a PA peak. You know, don't tell everybody, <laughs> but just one guy who's like, maybe just yeah. look at the best actor code to see if this is a horrible mistake or not. I get what you're saying, actually. Uh, I think maybe in a way we're that they're taking it a little too seriously. Yes. I appreciate the seriousness, but right. maybe we should chill a bit. But yeah, but if the producers know it doesn't ruin the show for me, like if the yeah, yeah, right. like just tell them to make sure the camera doesn't cut away from Anthony Hopkins when this happens. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah. I thought this so like the ending there it undercut all three of the ma- those majors awards. I think it buried the best picture. Uh, I buried the the two actors. I don't understand again these like needless changes, which is like okay. There's also tradition of the best actor support uh, presents best actress the next year. Best actress presents best actor. Oh. Why that is another. Oscar tradition that has been there as far as I'm aware, pretty much from the beginning. I don't know when it actually started, but that is my entire life. That's always how it went. What was the thinking of giving the Joker the final spec? Why didn't he present? Was it because like there was a big thing uh, whenever it was a year or two ago when Casey Affleck, you know, a known kind of creep and, you know, person known for sexual bad things it was like it was kind of controversial <laughs> that he not gave best actress right uh, a year or so. so it was like was it a reaction to that it could be but like also it just it felt so weird like walking phoenix should have given the award to uh well Francis. i actually i loved having him give this one because it's like it's like 2020's biggest Oscars mistake would like to present 2021's <laughs> biggest Oscars mistake. You're right. You're right. Yeah. For the reality of it, it does feel a lot if, better. Yeah, like, just to remind there. you that this award isn't as important as it sounds. Just like, Here's you Joaquin it, Phoenix. And you're just like, where was Batman? Like, how come yeah. this was able to happen? Well, it's, this is not how it's supposed to work. Uh, again, was like a bunch of Hollywood producers sitting around looking at who they had and they go, you know who loves giving public speeches and is always a ball of charisma <laughs> Anytime you put a mic in front of him, Walking Phoenix. He, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. he, he loves attention. Yeah. He loves standing on a stage. He obviously is so comfortable in a suit. He oh, doesn't yeah. look at all like he's a child trying to crawl his way out of it. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Like again, was was this their thinking? Yeah. Well, I, I just don't. And then that one is other like, big one. Just one big thing about the production that I think we should mention is also that they did not show clips oh, that of is, 95% of the movies. That's in my list of the Why? crazy so, things okay, So I'd love to hear your theory on this, because my theory is they couldn't afford the rights. Yeah, I mean, I think... That's a joke, but yeah. I Like, normally <laughs> no, you're like... a good joke. I like that joke. Especially, like, best effects, and then we see yeah. some of the effects, or best song, and we hear a bit of the song. And I did like that they were like, his first job in Hollywood was scraping shit out of off a auditorium floor in a movie theater. That's fun. I love a fun fact. Uh, I, I love a little pop of fact. But you can't not show me a clip of Tenant. I didn't see it. Show yeah. me a building turning upside down or whatever. Yeah, I thought that to me. See, the no clips was probably the 
biggest mindfuck in terms of like what are they doing especially so like weird. it was yeah. like are you not proud of these movies yeah. do you not know that movies are a partially visual medium well wait so what is the explanation for this because yeah. i'm starting to think alex's joke answer is the answer like, i mean that is a like maybe they couldn't get one of the movie's clips and they decided not to do any of them because it would be what? weird what? but i can't who does that, that i don't even it doesn't I, make I, any sense. I, I think Alex. I think it's a budget thing. I think they yeah. they maybe have to pay some sort of nominal, like not something huge, because it wouldn't make sense if it was huge. But they, but maybe it does cost them some money, and they didn't have money for well, that. I don't okay. know. They only showed clips for some anime, animated and some international, and then I think a couple of the best, best pictures. Picture, yeah, and which, by the way, so like the the fucking clip they chose first off from Promising Young Woman. Oh. Uh, was oh, there's not. So I don't think insane. I've had a more surreal. Mo- it's the wait, moment wait, where well, I missed that part. What yes. was the well, clip? They the clip I know the movie. I'm drinking well. her spit at the coffee shop. But, oh so my god! But but here's the thing, Hunter. They removed the insult at the beginning, and they yes. removed the scene. They cut the scene off before it ends. So it was literally just a clip of Bo Burnham going, "You can spit in my coffee if you want." Yeah. He spits in his coffee and then he drinks it, and that was the clip they showed. They didn't show him insult her to give context to the scene, right? It, and it's just like here's this the weirdest possible clip from this movie with no context. It's a movie about this girl who works at a coffee shop that sells spit. No, uh, yeah, I think if drinks. you watched this, you were like, this is a movie about how Bo Burnham. Uh, teenage YouTube celebrity has a spit fetish. That's what it looks like it's about. <laughs> that's what that's the promising part. Yes. Oh, by the way, I just want to say I did I I was happy with uh with that winning uh best original screenplay because my yeah. thing has always been that best original screenplay is best picture for cool people. Oh uh, and so that definitely held true this I love year. That. In my also, opinion. you know, we were talking uh, Anthony, you said one of the things is the movie that has the most of it. So like costume goes to the movie mm. the most costumes and sound with the most sound design. Um I think original screenplay should be the movie with the most originality. And I think promising young woman is solid for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, totally. that was a great pick. Yeah. Um, but it, so like the lack of clips thing to kind of get back to that, especially with like, when you have like a show that is, especially for a lot of the people sort of on like the below the code, um, below the line t- talent, you know, like hair and makeup set design. Yeah. The clips are uh, uh, one chance for them to really show their work. And the fact that those were the people they didn't show clips for. And then they choose for, like, best song. They showed music videos for all the songs yes. and not clips for the movies. Yes, what? Um, it, that That's why I was actually thinking maybe there is a rights thing is because you're showing that. Because one of the best, one of those, the music video had clips from the film, but not actually the film. It was like clip from the film with the song being yeah. a focal point. It was so strange. So just brief Googling, um, people like the, the LA times just refers to it as a producer decision. So there's no, yeah, that's what I, I've not I seen thought, speculation yeah. yet from anybody reasonable that this was actually about anything besides just the worst decision of all time, especially the one where like best score was presented silently, like just over yeah. silence <laughs> is just insane. Yeah. I, I think it was like, they were trying to like, the idea is like, especially with like the, you know, pop-up video. Did you know this about this person? Fact was so like, they were trying to sort of humanize these people, but what I thought mm-hmm. they did is they completely undercut their work, right? It's like, did you know that this director loves E.T.? And it's like, cool, what does that have? Let me see his fucking film. 
Like, oh, is, is he nominated here for Best Lover of E.T.? Is that an award I could get in on? Well, no, yeah, and as, and as a lot of people pointed out, this is the year where no one who's watching this has seen any of the movies. So more than ever, you need to show me what the movie looks like because I have no idea what yeah. happened in half of these. Right. Yeah, and it's just Ugh. so insane that this decision was made, especially with, like, like I said, the below-the-line people, like, the hair and makeup, the, the the clips you get a pool for that, right? Are always so impressive, and they're always yeah. so interesting. And like these are the people who are you know like you know working to the point that they don't have fingerprints a lot of the times, and like hair and makeup, and like fa- fabricating costumes and stuff. It's like it's real backbreaking, crazy work, and to completely have none of that. The only uh, thing that made it a little better was that the people who won hair and makeup had really great hair. On their own heads. Right. Like when they came up for the award, you were like, I can see it. That you guys do sense. good work. Uh, and I'm getting a little sample of it too. So that yeah. makes sense. I like there it. There we go. Yeah, that's nice. I think you should have done the same thing with special effects where like when the guy won for Tenant or the people who won for Tenant should be like, they're not actually here. They're digitally added to the scene. <laughs> um, yeah, that I mean, would there, help. That would help. It was, what, what was it? When the Sound of Metal, the like sound design or editing team where they had four people come up on stage and then mm-hmm. let the guy in New Zealand speak the oh entire my God, that time. Was an incredible oh my moment. God. I forgot about that. That was so ridiculous. <laughs> and, and one of the guys on stage just like waved awkwardly at the camera yeah. while you were hearing the video guy talk. It was insane. It's just like these decisions. Sometimes they would like uh, two people would win an Academy Award and one person would be in the theater and then the other person would just stand up in the outside theater. And it's like he doesn't get to speak. What? Who makes these decisions? It's so strange. It just it, the whole thing felt eerie, which is which. Is, okay, I will add. I will say, it's a pandemic. It's a weird year. If it didn't feel surreal, if it felt completely normal, that would actually be more disconcerting in yeah, some ways. I like this. This oh. is fair. This you is know, fair. supposed to feel weird, but the decisions are ones where it's like. The, like like the clips is like that was a totally an own goal that would have been very and easy that's for exactly you to just what I was do. About to say. It's just it's just own goals over and over. It's like yeah. there's these are mistakes that, that can't really be justified by just like oh it's a weird year pandemic you know yeah no yeah, this, the, this you're gonna have some people videotape from a rooftop in Paris I get it it's a weird year yeah but then that's don't fine. make three people stand on stage and wave while it's happening <laughs> well this okay so my theory is Steven Soderbergh went in uh, to meet with the. Um, you know, the Oscar Association, the Academy, they, the Academy. That's the word I was looking for. And they said, we want you to bring the same energy and creativity you brought to Ocean's Eleven to the Oscars. And he heard them say the same creativity and energy you brought to Ocean's Twelve to the Oscars. And <laughs> he overshot Eleven. And this is just this is his weirdest thing. he And mo- weirdest, most pretentious thing he has made. Since Ocean's 12. It's <laughs> yeah. very similar. It just is like, who is this for? Is this supposed to be entertaining? This is just kind of weird and showboaty and like, you know, like you want to hang out with a bunch of famous friends. Uh, you so, know. Okay. So other thing we should talk about. Um, no host again, yeah. which I still think is a mistake and oh, yeah. an I, unnecessary the, mistake. You know what would have made this show a slightly bit better? If Walking Phoenix could have thrown to a host at the end, <laughs> yeah, just something like I mean, 
that's not what I expected to happen. Yeah. Um, with, with I hope Chadwick's you. family's having a good night. Anyway, let's go back. But Hunter, I don't Hunter. Alex, you completely, you're completely right. I was uh, on the other side of the fence until this year's Oscars. But after that moment, I was like, Alex is completely right. This show needs a host. I'm just uh, saying, look, I, look, as someone who makes a portion of my living doing MC work and like where you're mainly you're, you're, you're you have almost the stupidest job in the world. Your job is to not be afraid of public speaking and just say thank you a bunch of times. It's weird, but it has continuity. And that was something yeah. that just was complete. Is, you don't have the same face to come back to. Mm. It just feels like all of these decisions are being made in the dark. It feels haphazard. It feels weird. And then if you want to do a comedy bit, because we have to talk about debut. So um, you just have an actor come out and not introduce himself and then just do a bit in the middle of this. Why is it happening? Right. Why is I mean, that is Will Roll? How are you? How are you here? Why I mean, is he here? It absolutely <laughs> is like, did they forget to throw to a commercial? Because this is the type of thing like you do doing a commercial break at a show like this. You don't pit this on the air. This yeah. like unscripted, <laughs> loosely fucking Jimmy Fallon esque music game wait, that no wait, one wait, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I have to disagree with you there. Highly scripted completely scripted a hundred percent scripted uh i i i disagree he's like howry has uh has already said that it was totally scripted except for the very very end where she danced he surprised her with that request everything up to that point was scripted well well there you go well you could tell because of how not funny or interesting it was yeah uh, you could. It, this was not just improv games. It was anyway. So if you didn't see it, so he an actor comes out and was like, "Hey, I'm playing trivia. I don't know. I I'm sure he's been in stuff, but I didn't recognize yeah, him. I don't know in, what his. He's in Get Out. He's in. Ju- he's really good. Very small role in Judas and the Black Messiah. He's in that Eric Andre prank film that was supposed to be very good. Okay, but so none of these tell me he's now the comedian who's going to take over, but he comes out as he's like, "I'm going to do a, a trivia." He doesn't say he, it's a comedy bit. I'm going to do trivia. He also, again, one more thing. He hosted the pre-show. So he was the main red carpet. Even more homework. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is one of the things about the Oscars that's crazy is that it's of the shows on television. It's the one that requires the most homework in order to enjoy fully. And so then to be like, you also had to have watched the pre-show is crazy. But just make him the host. Just make him the MC the whole time. Anyway, so he asks people, "Did the, I'm going to play a clip of the song from uh, that uh, the DJ has played, which is another question I have about the DJ. Um uh, so he asked, anyways, like, uh, was, did this win an Oscar? Yes or no. They talk about it. There's some things about Prince that are like, yeah, that's a problem. That's interesting. And then the last one is about, uh, debut, which is from, a um, Spike Lee movie and the person doesn't know it. And Glenn Close is sitting near and she's like, oh yeah, of course I know everything about that song rattles off some facts and everyone's like, oh God, she knew. Um, and then she gets up and dances debut dance and it's fine. Anyway, I, it felt super scripted and boring to me. Uh, but and I like I I don't think you need to have comedy bits, but if you're gonna have comedy bits, they have to be tied down in some way. There's gonna it feels like there's a reason we're doing it. Right. Yeah, I mean I think Glenn Close just felt really bad that she was there because of Hillbilly Elegy and was like, Look, guys, <laughs> whatever you need me for, I'm taking up a seat that could have gone to someone more deserving. Yeah. All I did was put on a bad wig and pit crazy makeup and rant about terminators and now i'm here so right. use me as you will uh, uh yeah and i i'm i mean a good you know person who you don't think is going to know about a, a, another song that's great a, you know an old person dancing a butt dance is fine these are fine things it's just like a host would have made this all make so much sense 
if he if if even if it's somebody if uh, Jimmy Kimmel is like, all right, and we're back, we're gonna do a music award. Before they do that, I want to play a little music trivia. It ta- that's all it takes. Now we're caught up. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was about the DJ. So uh, I'm all Quest for having Love. a yeah Questlove. I like Questlove. I like having a DJ, but he played some bumping songs right after somebody gave a really sorrowful speech. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, just dropped there it. There were like, some the Rocky theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's old movie stuff. It's, it's, like, old... He, it's like he yeah, wasn't paying like cool attention. Of, it, yeah. he, he honestly came off as a DJ that was like, not just like kind of, just like chilling, but not actually watching the event yeah, at just all. Look, just yeah. looking for lights. Just I someone just, yeah. lighting cue was <laughs> yeah, telling yeah. him to was it? Play who was it? it? was. I think it was after Chloe, Chloe Zhao. Uh, they played the... James Bond theme? Yes. Is that yes. what it like was? a it was cool like, remix of James Bond, yeah. It was ridiculous. It, it felt so out of place. And like so there was one place. where he actually he did the like party horn. It was like bow, 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 after somebody had given a very serious speech about the movie industry dying. It was like, what is happening? Why yeah. how did no one Dude, clear I'm any of the stuff? It was just Questlove was not paying attention. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I'm here to DJ. I'm not here to watch the Oscars. I don't like the Oscars. I'm not right. watching them. Reasonable, but also <laughs> not I, a good fit. I he was. I have a documentary, The Plug, uh, in a little bit, and they oh, told right. me I if I play songs, yeah. yep. Uh, yep. I can uh, show a trailer for that later. This was the cost Which, of that of that uh, commercial. All right, Which, I want to move on to our contest where we're going to talk about results. Are there anything else about the production you want to cover real quick before we move on to more of the results? Um, I do want to say I do think some of the fashion this year was pretty on point. I thought oh, like, so much King great looked stuff. great. Um, the like of Stanfield looked incredible. Uh, was it uh, Laura, Laura Dern had that? Laura Dern had great. The had that kid, skirt it was crazy. The kid from Minori. Um, and we haven't talked about, you know, we're going to talk about obviously the best supporting actress, but we haven't talked about the big one, the uh, best documentary feature. And yeah, so Alex, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get to get that. But since we're doing outfits, I I also want to say I really liked Chloe's outfit. Um, which uh, my mom referred to as a burlap sack and sneakers. Um, but because it's the Oscars, those sneakers were Hermes Paris sneakers and were $900. So I'm sure the burlap sack was also thousands and thousands of dollars. So I thought she looked hella cool. And I uh, also like that even when you look like you're wearing something that looks like sneakers at the Oscars, it's still like, yeah, that's still almost a car. Yeah, I so, mean, I, I do love that I've already seen uh, pictures of several small girls cosplaying as Chloe's out in the oh, last that's few fun. days. Yeah. Uh, which I think is, like, pretty cute. Yeah, um, I, th- I thought a lot of people looked cool as heck. And I, you, I thought the, some of the um, some of the, yeah, the hair and makeup people looked awesome. Yeah. Um, they always look great. But the kid yeah, from yeah. Minori was wearing this suit, which I love kid actors at the Oscars because they're always dressed in, like, Really Aww, adorable little tailor tuxedo, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's wearing like sh- like long shorts or short pants, whatever you want to call them, and like this nice yeah. tuck suit looks incredible. I was very happy with his fashion. Yeah, um, I haven't. I'm gonna find a picture of that. That looks rad. Um, I really liked. Um, uh, no, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I just there's so many good, yeah, some good stuff, and nothing like that jumped out at me as being the most awful thing. So. I was mostly into it. Um, oh, I guess if I was going to pick one thing, it would be Quest Love's um, uh, uh, Crocs. He had gold Crocs, which I uh, fine, whatever. Yeah, no, that's I, hilarious. Yeah, that's I, it, the, if Quest Love is wearing them, that's yeah. Hilarious. I know it's yeah. kind of fun because it's Quest Love, but and he's going to be on his feet like all night, man. He's got to yeah, do something. Actually, that's true. That's true. He's standing behind a DJ booth. 
Let That's the man true. have comfortable feet. Also, there's like um, so many. I, one of the things that's interesting is because I am a little bit more interested in men's fashion. Uh, there's very limited options. You have a smaller palette to work off right. of. So yep. I thought like yep. um, Tyler Perry had like a not velour, but almost like a blue velour tux jacket over a light blue shirt and bow tie that I thought I wrote down was great. A uh, really good look. So sounds anyway, badass. Some cool stuff. Mm. Um, okay, so so we're going to talk about the results of some more of the awards now. The moment the whole thing fell apart, the whole show fell apart. We can agree. Everything got weirder after the worst decision in the history of doc of the history of the Oscars. The award for best documentary feature went to My Octopus Teacher. Now you may remember, dear listener, if you have listened to the show in the last couple of weeks, even on episodes that we weren't talking about the Oscars or octopuses. I brought up how much I hate my octopus teacher. I've mentioned it a few times. It's one of the worst things I've ever watched. I hate it so much. Um, It's basically a documentary where a rich man who owns part of the beach um, has some sad times. So he just hangs out in the ocean and annoys an octopus until she dies. That's the show. That's the movie. He learns nothing about it. Puts teacher in the title. He's learned nothing. It's just a rich guy who's got the sads, and so he ruins an octopus's life. It's like a vanity documentary. It is. Essentially. It's, yeah. the, it's a, oh my God. Also, I should say, big fan of the octopus, one of my favorite creatures. That's why I was very excited to watch this on Netflix when it came up, and then I was like, why is this guy just diddling an octopus and then getting credit for this whole movie? It's so dumb. It He is so, everything he says is like, is just grating and annoying. And it, there's nothing happening. Doc, anyway, I didn't see the other documentaries. And he I took guarantee home the gold. You, if you <laughs> randomly selected four movies, they are all better than that movie. Yeah. I guarantee it. So I don't need well, to know. That, that is like a big thing about like, again, that's when I really noticed the switching out the crowds because, you know, especially with the, this documentary winning, the, the entire front row was the cast of Crip Camp, uh, a bunch of the movies about sort of the much heavier issues, and then the My Octopus Teacher was way in the back. So they had to oh, walk past all... So they didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, they had to walk past all of these different people who, oh, like, especially who have like, spent decades working on some of these documentaries, and like this is their life. And especially the Crip Camp people who, you know, a lot of them have pretty severe disabilities. They have to walk in in like very specialized, you know, chairs and ways to, for mobility. And like they were all just, that was the front row. Well, he so the had a lot of disabilities too, secret. Anthony. He had a lot of disabilities too. He had so much money, he doesn't know how to talk to people anymore. Oh yeah, it's a good... <laughs> yes, he doesn't know how to talk to an octopus. Oh my God. Um, Somebody on, one of our listeners on Twitter reached out and asked uh, if they should watch it because they wanted to know if uh, he fucks the octopus. And... um. Uh, which is a fair question. I would rather watch tentacle porn than yeah. this movie again. Yeah, um, I was going to say, if you want to find someone who fucks an octopus, you know, send me a DM. I'll get you but the I good will shit, say Another you know? thing that I, I really dislike the idea of someone this- being at like a blockbuster in, I'm, I'm going to say 2003. Someone's at a blockbuster in 2003 and they have hey. my octopus teacher what, in their hand and they walk up to the what yeah what kind of no, stuff I does like, she teach him to teach him no no good? no it's it's straight to the point they just walk up to the desk and like does he fuck the octopus <laughs> <laughs> i will say though even though he does not um that towards the end of the movie she goes into heat right before she dies and she like rubs all up against him and he's like oh finally she likes me and trusts me oh my and that's God. so gross and not what's happening and is really upsetting anyway Jesus um Christ. i just i hate it so much it just really upset me i um, I, I I would have been less mad if Green Book won Best Picture again this year right. than watching my octopus teacher win. Just infuriating uh, thing. Right. 
Um, and I'm going to try now. I'm going to put that back into a can. I'm just going to bottle that back up again because there's so many interesting things to talk about in this contest in our Oscar pool. So let's get. We're going to unveil in just a moment. We're going to re- unveil the winner of the Read It and Weep Oscar Pool 2021. Stick around for that. All right. As you remember, last week we announced the official 2021 Oscar pool. Uh, just a Google form that I put together in a real big hurry. Um, so first, let's talk about our results intergroup, which you guys obviously figured out. But let me just share with you the actual results. So first of all, just among the three of us, in third place, 14th place overall, with 10 correct answers and 23, uh, 10 correct answers out of 23, and a weighted score of 19 points out of 55, Hunter Donaldson. Congratulations, Hunter. Bronze medal. Um, Wait, no, you said I'm 14th place overall. What is that? Who, who uh, wh- what are so all these, where are all these place, other people come from? The listeners. Third place with the nuts and then 14 general pool. Yes. 14th general pool. So yes. what so is that? Like all the 10? listeners who submitted Do I get in. a 10 medal for that? What do I get I don't get know if you get that? down to 14th. It depends. Um, sometimes, Oxidized you know, you might get. copper. I, 14 might be like you get your money back. <laughs> Um, if you had paid for it, um, yeah, good. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. I, I sh- a, I'll say this: I had a dark brain for this. Like when I filled this out, I was just like, "What would they do to mess me up? What well, would they do to hurt my feelings?" I'm gonna pick the, that one. Yeah, and that that's a one. great way to think, except that you still missed Anthony Hopkins getting Best Actor. That's true. Even I, well, even although get, I didn't even pick even Chadwick Boseman, place you were like, oh, maybe Riz Ahmed. I still, I still, I did, I did correctly predict that they wouldn't pick Chadwick Boseman, which yes. I would say was the wildest. It was still wild that I didn't pick Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, for that. of our people the, who entered, I think you were one of only three people. Yeah, wait, but I the fact that I didn't think to pick Anthony Hopkins, I like went with my gut a little too much. Yeah. I think on that one. It was and, like, well, the, well, they're going to mess up and who are they going to give it to? They're going to give it to the guy that I like. Yeah, who also deserves it. Yeah, yeah. That that was the big miss. I, I do wonder if the fact that no one has seen The Father makes this all so much worse, which everyone is just like, because it, it was in theater. It was like in two theaters for a week. You can't yeah. watch it. It's like, of course. You watch, you can, I, I mean, I saw some of it the other day. Elena was watching it. And I got to say, like, maybe it's weird to say this now. It looked pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, I, I believe it, it looked really good, and I assume he is good in it. Yeah, I have yeah. no doubt. I haven't paid $20 I mean, to rent it yet. But. I do think that is kind of like a, a side conversation that has been so interesting about, like, okay, so every year people talk about how, like, the Oscar movies are, like, they're so hard to see all of them, right? And, like, no one ever actually does. And that is, like, with normal theatrical distribution. This year, it was easier than ever to see all the movies. And I feel right. like less people saw them in a way i it feels like i'm not sure that, I agree to me, that. Is such a good example of what theatrical like the importance of the theatrical distribution system is that it just makes movies more stick around in the zeitgeist well it gets well, but like the father you can't so like the father you can pay 20 dollars to watch it streaming but i would not say that that is the most accessible a movie has ever i mean been that because, would have been cheaper than paying for it in theaters with two well, people but you would get so much less for it so it feels because you'd watch on a crappy little tv and without any popcorn without any people there i, I got so, popcorn in t- a nice tv i don't know well, i'm just still, you well obviously you're not arguing that's a better yeah. experience than the theater so you're getting yeah, a no. much worse experience but also the father is available in like two small theaters around the country and it came out even very late in the cycle so it i feel like a couple of these were inaccessible that even for us trying to watch all of them there were movies that were hard to see and and even just emotionally it's much more difficult to pay 20 dollars to rent a movie that's in theaters than it is to go watch a movie so 
I feel like a lot of these movies were inaccessible. And, I, and I'm afraid one of the reasons why crappy octopus movie one is because it was the only one of the documentaries that people had seen. Yeah. Because it had kind of a, it had a moment on Netflix. So, well, right. I mean, also at the same time, um, the sort of like the fact that the short film documentary, which was mostly only available in a VR video game that's exclusive to the Oculus store. Wait, uh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, that's the the short film documentary. Uh, it was that World War II doc was made and produced for um, an EA Medal of Honor VR oh, game. Yeah. I remember when somebody was thanking Electronic uh, yeah, Arts. Yeah, he thanked Vince Sampella. And, and I was like, oh my what? God, this person hasn't spent much time on the internet. You're not supposed to yeah. say thank you, EA. Like, that's not, <laughs> actually, like, not cool. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, that, like, I know you could see it other places, but that documentary for a while was exclusively on in a VR Oculus VR headsets. So well, that's just like bananas. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's third place. Nice work, Hunter. And as you said, you also you made, you're not just in a dark place. You also did not try very hard. So um, you did this. I do wish I rush. had tried harder. Yes. I, I the second I submitted it, I had that feeling of like, ah, oh, you know, I think that was going to be like a thing on the show, and I really <laughs> wish I had thought a little yeah. longer um, about it. I do want to say, Oscar, uh, Oscar, Alex, um, keep calling me Oscar. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, uh, let's. Oscar uh, I personally, for myself. Uh, and I think for all of us, let's not compare where we land in the with the general rabble. You don't want to be uh, in the gen pop. Yeah, 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 no, no. We are we are breathing verified air over okay, here. Okay, you know, we, right. we don't need to know where Hunter's in third place, not fourteenth place. Right, totally, well, totally. Fourteenth out of how many? How many people did I beat? Uh, there were we had nineteen entrants, um, which so I, I would like five to. People? I, I wish was bigger, and I didn't want to say the total number yeah, I because gonna, I don't want us oh, to well, sound but small. You had but, to so that I can do this right now. Yes. Hey, five people I beat. You suck. I rule. You suck. I will say this. Five people. You also, so my favorite part of this is that I asked people to tell me how good you thought you were at this. And you said, Hunter, I'm not good at this because I'm a street rat. <laughs> and one of the things that I noticed is that the people who said they were good and the people who said they were bad were almost always correct. <laughs> so That's people's self-assessment across the board was incredibly good for how you were going to do at it i'm just um, too like lower class i can't get into this upper class way of thinking you know the academy you know i will say also Hunter, people you came two positions behind ezra who finished 12th um overall um who literally did not read the questions so <laughs> you were behind your negative actually this is a good, good actually this is a good revelation is that, that your negative thinking made you less accurate than chance and so if I just rolled the dice, I would have done better. You would have done better. So your pessimistic brain is not correct. So don't let it take over. That's good. I, I know not to trust it. And I normally don't. Um, in second place, uh, fourth place overall with 12 correct answers and 40 weighted points. Mr. Anthony Lopez. Congratulations, Anthony. <laughs> on a strong second place. Oh, no. Um, that means you Yeah, won. it does mean. Um, I will. Uh, oh, I should mention what the weight weighting system is. So fun fact. So, Anthony. This was your suggestion, was that we weight the prestige awards more highly. So, best picture was worth 10 points. Each of the next prestige, the, the two prestige Oscar or acting and the, or the four prestige acting and the director yes. were all five points. And then everything else was one, which is a pretty strong weighting. And it did not affect everybody. It did not affect the three of us in our relative positions. But I will say, Anthony, that you 
and your wife tied with 12 correct answers, but you had a higher weighted score. So your scoring system is what put you over Heather in the final score. Yeah. So excellently done. Um, And you were, Anthony, you were like still towards the top, but not, you did not win, but you said you were feeling iffy this year. And for you, 12 is a pretty modest score. Um, since you're normally quite good at this. So I would say you were also pretty good at your self-assessment. What was Anthony's rank overall? Uh, uh, fourth. Fourth. Which is which is strong. Um, so that means in first place among us, and also number one overall Whoa. was me, with 18 correct answers he and 46 weighted points. You he, he cheated. Here's, here's the thing. I am not good at this. I am the only person whose self-assessment was that I would not do well, uh, that did well. So really strange. I do not know what happened. I will tell you, I read one article that was like, here are some, here's some rumors. And that got in my brain, I guess. And that was very helpful. Um, But everyone else had access to those articles too. I did not know what BAFTA was until Anthony told me last week. So I, I mean, I'm not good at this. Yeah, Alex, Alex, I think we need to quit talking. Okay. Let's meet in Vegas in six hours. Okay. Yeah. 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 Obviously on a hot streak. You're on a hot right? streak. Brother. Gotta run it. Yeah. I got, yeah, I'm I got cards. Gotta go do it. I got 10 grand sitting in a shoebox. I'm going to fit it all in the on money you, down. Right? Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. fucking turn. This it was so, paper. it was so unnerving for me watching. It was so strange because I got the first like six. I was like, wait, I, that, I also picked that one. Wait, I also picked that one. It was weird. I was like, what is, did I mess up? Am I looking at the wrong score sheet? And I'm looking at the actual results. How could I have done that? They're only just now coming out. It was so weird uh, that I got so many of them right. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. I have a data question. Data question, get to me. Did anyone correctly predict best actor i'm so glad you asked the answer is no zero percent of respondents (laughs) got best actor of our of our 19 participants only three people did not pick chadwick boseman um of which you were one so two of you picked uh riz ahmed who did an incredible job and i would be not as mad if he had gotten it um and then one person um i assume uh uh betting on uh the worst case scenario bet on gary oldman um so God, Lauren, if scary oldman had picked it or had gotten it i would have been so so pissed that would have been yeah. worse right that would have been it would have been worse than, than oh hopkins. no it definitely oh, would have been well, at worse. least he would have been there right yeah I see, no I, I think it's good that anthony hopkins wasn't there i think he's i think he oh, is a smart dude for not having yeah. been there i also think that like anthony hopkins is not a bad win like i haven't seen the movie yet apparently it's like his best performance in a career of incredible performances He's not like a controversial figure. He no. seems like no. a very nice, sweet old man. Uh, and like, I'm yeah, that's cool. That and he he's British, got, which really helps. He finally got what his second Oscar, I think. After I yeah, guess. I think I think he won for Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, and he then definitely I won for Hannibal, but I don't think he's won since then. Like, it is cool to be like, hey man, you've been doing great work since then. Here's another Oscar. I mean, it's a I bummer no, Chadwick didn't get it, but like, I don't think people I, have a problem with him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's just weird. No, it's just, like, it's thing, just yeah. a weird and, feeling. And the presentation like, of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Anthony was the only one of us who got best song, and along with listener Megan, you were the only two who got that correct out of the whole group, which made it the second hardest category behind um, best actor. Mm. Um, just the two of you. Um, Hunter, you were the only of the th- one of the three of us who picked cinematography for Mank. 
Um, that was obvious, bro. Like, and you're also the only one of the three of us who got costume design. So you had a couple that we didn't. Well, my logic on the cinematography one was uh, that that was the only that like that was one where I was like, well, what's the most boring pick? And that was the guy with the big, the longest career. Oh, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Eric Messerschmitt. Like the, other, the others were like unknowns, like probably it would have been cool if they'd gotten it. But yeah. Yeah um that was a strong pick excellent work um the easiest categories were animated feature which um almost all of us correctly got soul and visual effects which 90 percent of people submitting got tenant so those were the yeah. easy ones um there were two couples that i know of there could have been more but at least two couples i know that entered and both couples had different ballots but tied Oh, so both of cool. them tied, but not because they picked the same thing. They had the same number of correct picks. Um, although, as I mentioned, you won on weighted points. Um, Sarah and Kyle tied and tied on weighted points, but did not have the same balance. Um, and then, oh, yeah, the uh, I mentioned the weighting. You did it so you could get ahead of Heather. Great. You did that. So those are my fun facts of this whole thing. Now, let's talk about the other winners outside. So I um, what we decided was the bet as in previous years had been uh, that you get to pick something to make everybody else watch. And I feel a little bit bad about winning that prize because that is literally the premise of this show. I get to yeah, pick things but, and you guys watch it. That's pretty straight ahead. Next. Like that's fine. Like, yeah, but like yeah. also previous winners have been like Mac and me. Yeah. Mac and year, me. I remember that. Pretty, that was, yeah. That, or two years ago. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. But like we, we've done this before. Yes, uh, and you. And you may remember that year, Anthony, when when Heather was doing the work on the spreadsheet. I was yeah. in the bottom four. I think I yeah. did terribly that year. Oh, so. I mean, I just want to say to everyone listening out here, we give Alex a lot of shit, and like I don't usually like think that like it affects him too much. But watching him <laughs> yeah, in real time, it's good that you check in with yourself yeah, about that. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, you know, like I, I you know, and, and without <laughs> consulting him whatsoever, I have decided from my point of view, it <laughs> doesn't okay. hurt him that yeah, much. I'm gonna give it to me. But watching you like realize you were doing well in like the group text, it was uh, weird. It was, it was like you having an existential crisis. You're like, well, maybe, maybe I'm not a piece of shit. It's also just because I'm I'm the one running the spreadsheet, so it's not a good look. Yeah. And right. I definitely had some calculation errors. It turns out I'm not as good at making formulas as I thought I was for this kind of a thing. So when I first sent out the results to some other friends when they had asked for them, I had gotten some numbers wrong and had to change them twice, which was very embarrassing. Um, specifically with the waiting, but um I it feels weird to run no one wants to be the person keeping score and winning. It's a bad yeah. look. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. But also, like, it's it's a weird... It would just be weird to get it that right just because it was such a bad year. Like, your brain was Yeah, what is it about my attuned. brain that worked with this particular set of movies? You were movies just at the right game. level of badness. Like, I went yeah. too dark, and you, like, just... You got it. You were Baby Bear's right Bowl of Porridge. Of oh, not quite That's as dark right. as it should have been because I also picked Chadwick, but... Um, yeah. All right, so then outside of the group. So the second place overall, which would make it the top, not one of the three of us, was um, almost unfortunately Mr. Chris Smith. So a uh, former host of the show mm. participated. And if here's the thing about Chris. If he wants to pick an episode any day, I would do it. No, so no promises that he's, go he's not committed to picking something and, uh, for us or hanging out with us again. We'll see. Um, but uh, congratulations to Chris. He did a great job. He had uh, 17 correct and 45 weighted points. So I beat him by just one narrow point. Ooh. But... Of the people who are not hosts of the show, the number one winner, number three overall, but the number one listener winner 
was Paul Clifford. Congratulations, Paul. Nice. You were probably not surprised. Paul said on How Good Are You? Pretty good. I've been watching for 31 years. I've watched all of the movies and all the precursor award shows. God damn. So Whoa. it turns out studying for the test, big help. Does help. Wow. Nice job, Paul. Um, very nice. So 17 correct answers. So you were also you were tied with Chris for correct answers, although Chris had a higher weighted score. So we could even say if we were just doing non-weighted, Paul, you would have been second overall, which would have been very impressive. Um, and behind me by just one point. So pretty, pretty darn close. So I'm going to give Paul an episode. Paul has sponsored more, multiple episodes in the past. I, uh, and so I have no doubt that we will watch something fun and cool with with Paul. And I have not emailed him yet because I wanted this to be the announcement. So cool. congratulations, Paul. I'll send you an email in a day or two and we'll talk about. So get thinking about what movie you want to make us watch. Yeah, Other, pick something cool, Paul. Yeah. Come on, Paul. Other notable finishes. I mentioned Ezra uh, got six correct points, um, which is good uh, considering the fact that I know for a fact he did not read the questions. He just answered randomly. Um, also notable. Um, so I mentioned one of the other cu- couples. Kyle and Sarah, who are both from the spinoff podcast, Read and Weep, are big fans of the Oscars, and they both got 16 and 39 weighted points. Um, and I was kind of hoping Kyle would win because Kyle told me beforehand that if he won, we were going to watch the 2012 uh, JGL movie about bike messengers, Premium Rush. Oh, yeah. The David Cullip one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might rushed. do that anyway. I might just give Kyle that yeah. sponsorship because that sounds fun, and his passion for it is also very exciting. I never saw it, but I don't know. It looks bonkers. This uh, looks hilarious. And then one more shout out from the finishes here uh, before we wrap up. Uh, a shout out to Daniel who finished in last place with only three correct answers, and their self assessment was: "I've barely heard of these. I just like filling out forms." <laughs> This is really awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. Like the, the, in general, the people towards the bottom, like um, we're all like pretty good self-assessment. Like, so Ian said, uh, I'm terrible. I don't know any of these names. I'm just going to assume Pixar wins everything in animation, which is fair. Yeah, um, Adam said, I'm very bad at picking winners and losers of everything from college basketball to presidential elections. Um and Patrick, who also finished towards the bottom, said, in the year of the English patient, I had every single nominee before they were announced. This year, I haven't seen a single one, so I'm just rolling the dice. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody, yeah, like, literally, wow. not so good. I actually I'm saw good. a lot of them, though, and still did really poorly, though. It sounds like, literally, the people at the bottom with me well, yeah. were like, well, I didn't even watch it. Okay, so, I watched most of them. But, in your self-assessment, you said you're not good, which is true. Yeah. And also, it's funny, some people vote with their heart, and you voted with your bad heart with your sense of disappointment I, like, I just went I, I i i just went with a different way of thinking yes. on every one of them and i probably should have just done one way of thinking for all of them right that might have been more but what would happen is we would get to a category where i realized that my heart was in it a little and my heart would make me like snap out of it and go a different direction so i don't know yeah. interesting Look, alex uh, and hunter and outside all of us there was a good oscar voter and a bad oscar voter right? <laughs> which uh, one wins yeah, the you're one right. inside yeah. each of us is is two wolf walkers from apple tv plus um, would it be good- i just want to throw this out here would it be cool if the academy awards just like went away like would Actually, that be cool what a great question we're going to talk about we have one more brief segment i want to do and then we're going to oh, get awesome. out of here so hang on for segment three should the oscars go away forever <laughs> Oh, 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 
All right, so for our final segment today, uh, congratulations to everybody who won. Oh, I didn't say this, but I actually think I, I'm going to offer Daniel a prize, too, just for participating, because I really appreciate people who fill out forms. So we're going to have a few prize winners that we're going to spread out over the next few weeks. So we have some fun stuff coming up uh, from Oscar Pool. But now, time for segment three. The most important question, the thing I can't stop thinking about walking out of the show is, should this be? Should the Oscars continue to Oscar you know, now that we went all in and uh, no one else watched, should this stop existing? Was this the worst? Is it is it just p- pandemic and it's going to get better? Has it have more misses than hits? Is this is there a reason for this to exist? And if so, is it fixable? Um, I got some ideas about this in terms of one. I do think that this year, sort of minus a lot of the bad stuff of the show, the winner pool was pretty good. So, you know, re- especially when you think of like not, you know, I mean, two years ago. You know, Oscar so white was like right, the trending right. hashtag sure. on it. Yes. And this year, you had such a diverse, um, unique set of winners. Uh, like that stuff was pretty exciting. A lot of people who uh, normally wouldn't, I think, get nominated got nominated this year. Now, we, I think extremely we need- interesting nominees too, like movie wise. Like especially, I, I'm thinking about uh, like Sound of Metal is just such an end an, of Promising Young Woman as being such interesting movies. And I like the idea of a ceremony drawing attention to them. Yeah, and I think that like how that will shake out the next few years will be pretty important. But I think that also like they need to. I, in a lot of ways, I feel like this was the year Oscars that they like. They had to try a bunch of stuff to realize what doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like you have to like. <laughs> You, they really went all in on like one half of the thinking of the show. So next year, hopefully, it will be kind of back better. Maybe they'll try another big swing. There are some things I was thinking about doing. Like I know you guys weren't super impressed with them, but I do. I've always thought that like, like the VGAs, which is like a big stupid video game award show, which I genuinely think pin on a better show this year. Than the Oscars oh yeah, did. no, I I 100 um, agree. The VGAs was better this year, but like the VGAs, a big part of it is like constantly having world premiere new trailers and stuff. Right? Like oh that. yeah, yeah. And I think the Oscars, like, like you know, say what you will about Steven Spielberg's uh, West Side Story, I think it at least looks really beautiful because it's a Spielberg movie. I think that guy's gonna have a long career in this business. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's, I he's, think it's, it's, it's like, a good look. Yeah. yeah, like I'm excited for like a big new Spielberg music. Well, right? it is like, the only thing that's so there were two big premieres, and they were both about people dancing on the street in New York. Yeah, and that's should, weird. But there should be like, uh, like a lot more of those. Like I don't know why the Oscars don't have a lot more big first looks at movies hmm. in the show. I think that might help. Maybe. Yeah, um, that's an interesting idea. I mean, basically the thing. So. I'm not big into competitive art myself. Uh, I think winning, and you know, you hear this in a lot of the speeches where, uh, or I, I mean, um, we didn't even talk about our uh, our uniform choice for actor and a uh, actress in a supporting role, Yu Young Yun um, from Minari, uh, who gave a really charming speech where she basically was like, where she one of the things she said was like look, none of us are better than the other ones. I just got luckier than you guys did. Like, mm. this is not how art works. You don't, uh, oh, I said universal. I, did, I was wrong, Humper. You picked Amanda. Um, Amanda Seyfried. Anyway, um, but yeah, a lot, yeah. of, people, <laughs> a lot of people picked her. She was the 75% favorite from our, our pool. But anyway, she, um, 
I think that's a great point. I think like I'm not here because I think awarding art over other art is the really important thing that we should all be doing. I like seeing movies and I like talking about movies. Obviously, that's why the show exists. So this is like I like it as a party for movies and having previews and trailers and stuff. It can feel like ads and it can also feel like a party for movies. And as long as you make it feel not gross. I can be excited about it. And one of the ways you do that is if they're first looks at movies that look good, if they're movies that look like trashy that shouldn't exist, it's going to be harder. Um, if it's like, oh, this is your first look at Avengers 9 or whatever, I don't care. But yeah, making it a feel like a party for movies I think is really cool. So I think you could get some more trailers in there and that could be really interesting. First looks. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think this stuff that is like, you know, uh, um, like very much about you know rewarding and spotlighting the people who are below the line who don't normally get it. Like that's my favorite stuff at the Oscars, and I wish they would lean in more to that. But I mm. really don't know. Like I think you know I I've always kind of thought like I had my head around what the Oscars were, but after this year, I have such little idea. Like I guarantee you, no matter how much time we're talking about it, the post show. Um, dissection that happened at the academy this year must have been incredible. Oh, that must have been. Um, oh, what a terrible all day Zoom meeting to be in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I can't even imagine the way it must have been. Like, Ugh. all right, maybe we don't go with Soderbergh uh, next year, or maybe mm. they do. Who knows? Like, I, I just oh, honestly yeah, who have knows no idea. Fault it really was from the outside. It's so hard to tell. Like, I'm, I, well, I'm, so, I'm hesitant the, to the say that. Clearly, it's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a big oopsie kind of all around. Yeah, I think there, yeah, the thing, one thing, you know, that I didn't mind is hearing a little bit how some people got started. I think that's interesting. I, there was an interesting segment before the best director where they asked each of the nominees to say, what does a director do? And I thought that was especially a great segment because that was literally Hunter's final question for me in our year of film school where you mm -hmm. asked me to answer that. And I think my favorite part of that speech was that each one of those people's answers I think you would not have accepted from me. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have, to be honest. They 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 were all a little too. Uh, they they didn't answer the. They they were like, well, I don't have to really answer the question. Yeah, I'm just supposed to say the, some stuff. I yeah, feel. But, but to be fair, Alex, I think that if you had given one of those answers and brought a full movie, I think Hunter <laughs> would have accepted. You're right. Yeah, I answer. probably yeah, would have trusted that you know how it works and that I don't actually need to hear. That's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but I, uh, so I enjoyed those little bits, and I think you could do that without removing movie clips from it. Um, and I also, you know what? Oh, here, okay, here's a question. How did you feel about speeches being unlimited length, not cut off? I mean, I didn't mind it. I thought the speeches were Yeah, I don't really care. I, I didn't really kind of... Like, I definitely thought the speeches were going longer, and I was like, this is kind of weird. But at the same time, if, like, if that is the cost, which we didn't even talk about the craziest decision made at the Oscar, which was the new speedrunning the in memoriam section, uh, which is apparently. <laughs> no, I'm for a it. I like thing. that. No, I, I thought that was I, insane. I, I, could I felt not... like there should have been an epilepsy warning before they showed that because those slides went fast. I do it was not just names and pictures flashing by real that, quick. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, of all the crazy decisions, the fact that they were like, we can't find a longer, uh, even 20 seconds longer, like just a little bit longer, like we can't. Uh, I, that well, was, I will say I, that didn't bother me. I always find the in memoriam to be too long. And then I also, because I don't know what I'm supposed to think. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that person. Oh, he was a gardener. Okay. Like, it's just weird uh, journey for me. Um, 
except for the people who you know who get like two seconds instead of one second and you're like oh i didn't know that's so sad or like oh yeah i knew that um it's not a great bit of television for me but i actually felt like with the speeches i realized one of the things that makes me like oscar speeches is the time constraint i like them rushing out and when they have when they're not in a hurry some of them thank too many people yeah, I thought some of them were boring, and I think it maybe hurts the show a Wait, little bit. Are you, yeah. Some, yeah, are you telling me that given the chance, people in Hollywood will be self indulgent? <laughs> I don't. I refuse. To yeah, I also just there's a thing. It's sort of like the game. You know, you're like it's like Mario. There's like the the every few seconds they shoot fire up, and then you know, shoot fire up, and you got to time it. There's that vibe with people where they're trying to get it before the song comes on. I like it, and I this year it was just kind of like, oh, I can just go. Well, anyway, I want to talk about my parents having sex and I want to. Yeah, it just got a little yeah. long. Got a little long. I don't think the parents sex thing actually would have been cut, Alex. No, I that think was that good. was yeah, essential. Keep that for sure. That was funny. Yeah, that would have been in there. I also did like um, other moment we didn't mention was Harrison Ford's introduction to best editing where he um, read a series of notes he had received about how bad Blade Runner was um, before the movie came out. And I thought that was where he was like, look, man. Taking notes is really hard. These editors work real hard. It was a funny bit. Right. Yeah, um, yeah that <laughs> that yeah. is funny because doesn't that movie have a, a the original edit for that movie is bad, right? Yeah. Like people don't like the theatrical edit of oh, that. I so didn't, that's funny. Oh, I didn't run, know that part. But yeah, still just, it was also funny because it looked like he was still mad about these notes and I like anyone <laughs> harboring a grudge well, that they, one. They, they fixed it. He shouldn't still be mad. They <laughs> yeah. it. He was still loved upset. that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, he, yeah. he was just literally looking for a, play, a place to... Uh, land his plane and that was the only place in the area and they were like well since you're here you might as well do a little speech well yeah and he's grumpy like that's yeah, his, his he seems his grumpy yeah his whole oh, life is grumpy. also we didn't talk much about the train station but I, I actually kind of liked the layout i thought it was kind of pretty i like the the scenery is nice and the way they had they had these screens placed that looked like framed art and then later changed and that was a fun surprise um, I thought the physical design was nice, although fun facts about uh, the Union Station in Los Angeles, um, active transit hub did not stop for the Oscars. So mm-hmm. what they did was they just wouldn't let you go out one of the doors. So all night, people who needed to transfer from one bus to another or from a bus to a train had to go out around the building, which is a 20 minute walk to transfer to another subway because L.A. does not care much about public transit. Well, and that's I was- funny. That's kind of what I was saying with early with like the fallout feeling. It does feel like like a post-apocalyptic, you know, the world has been taken over by a plague and the rich elite yes. still retrofit train stations that have their little It's such show. a good metaphor. I completely um, agree with it. It did like, feel a lot like that. I was just expecting a bunch of raiders to come in and then I had to like stealth mission through the <laughs> uh through the oscars like it just it's it you're is hiding weird. under a table and then um glenn close starts dancing to butt right next to you and you have to not make a noise yeah exactly <laughs> um anyway one, one last chance anything what else can we do to fix it oh i got a big i, I let me pitch you on this real quick Please. uh just throw the whole thing out mm-hmm. uh because here's the only reason i like that the academy awards exists is just for the chance for a smaller movie to Win, win awards and then therefore get maybe a longer run or make some more money, get some more eyeballs on it. That's the only thing I like about it at all. I, hmm. Beyond that, I don't care. Okay. Um, well, you know what I would like better, though? Let's cancel the whole thing and then do like a big international film festival style thing in its place and really invite world cinema to come to America and compete with Hollywood 
stuff with Hollywood fare. Essentially. Like have so like a palm to of, or, or no, like an American palm to or that actually matters. Exactly, exactly. Get no, there's no best picture and then best international or best foreign release or whatever. Get, all that goes away. There's just one award, and everybody competes for it uh, in the world. Uh, and I think it, I think it would give um, a lot of really good uh, foreign releases. Uh, a better chance in America, which I think we may have an appetite for. I mean, like last year, Parasite won Best Picture. Minari uh, won a lot of awards. And that's a movie that's almost entirely in Korean. And nobody really seemed to complain that much. So, I mean, I, I think whatever, like, I feel like American cinema right now is just not giving me the stuff that I really like. Uh, that mm. real good, good stuff. So I I'm saying invite like the world to come over living, and if, compete. If any of us were staying at like our uncle's house, we might have heard more about that movie being entirely in Korean. So sure. I I wonder if the, I, the what, what you're saying sounds fun and also sounds like the viewership would be even worse. Well, well I, but, how but about if, the, if you oh. turn it into a local event, that's what I'm saying is like you make it a little less about, oh, this is like something that needs to be broadcasted everywhere. Make it this like LA thing that happens, you know, and maybe it makes the event itself a little too elite. But what I'm saying is the outcome of that is maybe uh, a foreign film gets picked up and shown in wide release all over the United States in a way that it would not have or not have an opportunity to do that. The other thing too is like what there's that anime movie in theaters right now that has like some generic it's called like Demon Slayer, I think yeah. is what it's called. And it's like it's like making a lot Blowing of money. Up, yeah. And I feel like we wouldn't normally release something like that. And it's just in theaters and it's cleaning up. So I think clearly we don't really know what people want to see in in the cinema right now yeah, i i think what they should do is every year have a lottery type system when they sacrifice one up-and-coming starlet or st- male star <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, a male to guarantee starlet, yeah. a you know a bountiful year of film for the year ahead like i think that that's would strong. help i think know? that's strong I, that was that's better than my suggestion I that's that good, yeah that's a, that's a good yes and with mine i feel yeah, like that you get well, like yeah, I guess I could add mine on top of that, which all I want is I want them to also do a best popcorn taste test category. Mm. I just Ooh. want them all to eat movie theater popcorn and like AMC brings their best and, uh, you know, other chains bring their best uh, Regal, uh, Century, whatever. Anyway, each person, each company brings their best popcorn maker, gives them the same standard popcorn setup and whoever produces the best taste in kernels wins well, that. I think like, I just want a kid who makes like $10 an hour to also have an Oscar. That's very funny to me. I I think there's a part of it as well that worked with this year's kind of what what I thought about, like what I meant, but like doing something very specific to see the bad to be able to do the good. It's like, okay, if the Oscars, what, what, I think the biggest problem they've had for years is like, what are they? What does the show want to be? Right. And I think the idea, if they wanted to go much smaller, more intimate, a true industry affair that is about yeah. rewarding the best of the year, right? Something that's more personal, intimate. Keep scaling it down like you were last year. Mm-hmm. Or is, it, is this about something that's like about grandeur and spectacle and about rewarding um, the sort of the biggest movies of the year? Like then you have to like step up and do the big giant award show thing. So it kind of feels like a show that has like, doesn't know what it wants to be, but it needs I, yeah. to pick one and I go with it. I think you're exactly right, and I think it both needs of those a answers purpose. would be better. Yeah, yeah. It, it needs a reason to exist, and it doesn't seem like it really has one. Yeah. Uh, I think I think if they want to go full 
full big butt popcorn like just do it just make the just make the award that like a marvel movie can win like yeah. who who cares at least people will watch yeah if I'm that, not against if that's, that if that's the goal i'm not going to be mad about it well, but, but it this is what we talked like, about last week, Hunter, which is like one of the things you want out of this is for more people to hear about and see these movies. So yeah. if you get an award that Marvel can win, so more people watch because they know uh, exactly. a couple of superheroes are going to go up and accept an award, then you could also have more people who hear about Minari and then go watch it. Yeah. And more. I don't know. I'm just I'm totally going to stick to the like, let more, you know, other film industries compete with our movies. It's going to make our movies better. Even that that Oscar bait type i'm going after the the academy award and i'm making a film that's like designed to try and get those awards what if you had to also compete with all the people making movies you know everywhere else basically that are kick-ass I mean, so I, i've always felt like that's british actors i don't know if we could handle that i don't care i i, I feel like, like we would lose we're so used to the british actor thing now like that's like that's been our 25 percent of best actor awards have been for british people that's yeah crazy. that makes sense it's 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 that that war is over it doesn't won. make sense i of the people i meet in everyday life fewer than 25 percent of them are british that you know just, but they're overrepresented oh yeah but they they're in. how are you gonna get rid of them now like how are you what are you gonna be like are you like trump before the academy awards you're like only only americans can win it Oscars are for Americans. I don't know. Yeah. It might be I, make, I like MAGA. I like, I like when my, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I like when my war heroes are played by Americans. All right, that's what I like. I like. I like that. You know, we need an awards wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. These these Oscar voters are coming over to me with tears in their eyes, and they're saying to me, "Mr. Trump, you know how to balance the ballots." <laughs> they're coming to me some of these executives you know and i do they're calling me and they don't know they don't know what is going on oh man but they call me story. and these they executives say, they talk to me these executives yeah. they talk yeah, these executives they're constantly calling me they're calling me uh, you know, saying hey i need you to bring that that power you brought to the apprentice to the academy Awards. and i said i said well you gotta do move them to mugger lago you know that's what you gotta do <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to make that the last word. We've fixed it. Thank you so much for listening to Read It. We, we'll be back again next week as we start to kick off our, uh, I guess, our victory lap episodes where we're going to talk about some, uh, we're going to, what we're forced to by the people who participated in our awards pool. I'm going to pick something. Paul's going to pick something. Daniel's going to pick something. We might also even watch that uh, movie, uh, Premium Rush. You, who knows? Premium Rush. Uh, if you have any more thoughts on how you could fix this and make you care more, um, or if you just want to say anything good or bad about my octopus teacher, I would like to hear it because I just I honestly don't understand what's happening. Um, let me know. You can email us, podcast at readdashweep.com. And of course, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you so much to all of our meat buddies whose generous sport keeps us floating down these tracks. And also thank you to Anthony Lopez for hanging out today. This is a lot of fun. And Hunter Hopkins, thanks for hanging out. I am Anthony Hopkins. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, more voice changers in the Oscars. That'll fix it. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hey. <sighs>